Welcome back to my podcast. I am Enid Kadambi, a certified finance and investment analyst and a financial educator. In this episode, we will be talking about circles, specifically some of the signs you need to watch out for before it goes down with your money. We talk a lot about the advantages of using a circle to further your savings and investment goals. Still, one can never be too careful about financial institutions. Banks, insurance companies, investment firms, and circles have collapsed everywhere, leaving their customers penniless and in utter financial ruin. So we must always be vigilant and be ready to abandon ship when signs of trouble are looming. I have a friend who was looking for a loan from their circle a few weeks ago, and they could not get that money on time. In fact, they had to wait for about a month to get their money. Of course, this raised some red flags. So I started asking them more questions about their circle. While it has been operating for a while now, it seems to be having a lot of cash flow problems, leading to some of the telltales you can see in all collapsed circles. You might not be a savvy financial analyst or be good at reading financial statements. But try to take keen interest in your circle's operations and information availed during the general meetings. You also need to keep sharing information with other members so you know what they are experiencing. This will help you discern whether you are contributing to a sinking ship or not. So what are the top signs that your circle is experiencing a lot of cash flow problems and you need to leave? The first sign of trouble is if there are no credit extensions. Is there money available to meet members' applications? When you apply for that credit, how long does it take to get that money? Most importantly, are there limits to how much you can access and does it match the circle's asset base and cash flows? Remember that some circles are younger and have fewer members and therefore have a smaller asset base that limits them from extending huge credits That is understandable, but I believe this should not make it nearly impossible for members to get loans. Some collapsed circles had an asset base in the millions, but they could not still afford to extend credit to their members. So if your circle is having problems giving their members loans, of course something is fishy. The second sign is if there are high loan defaults. You already know that circles make most of their money through interests from borrowings. So, what happens when members keep on defaulting on loans? It simply means the circle is headed for destruction. Let's look at it from a business point of view. The circle has issued money to members as loans. This is money out of its accounts. And the borrowers are not repaying that money or the interest of the loans. So there's no money that is coming in. As this cycle continues, the circle will not have money to lend to other borrowers, meet its operations, and repay its own borrowings. To that end, what is your circle's loan default rate? How much have members defaulted? The higher or more alarming these numbers are, the higher the possibility of liquidation. The third sign you need to look out for is if the circle has a high number of dormant members and low membership registration. Again, if the circle has too many dormant members, 
how will it make money to sustain its operations? It is basically losing money from member contributions and interest from loans it would otherwise earn if it were to extend credit to these members. If these numbers keep increasing and fewer members join the circle, something is cooking. The cash inflows will be limited, reducing your circle's ability to make its expenses and other responsibility. The fourth sign is unpaid or late payment of dividends. Does your circle pay member dividends and rebates in time? Or have you not received your payments at all? What are the reasons behind this? SASRA, which is the regulating body for circles, has been implementing measures to protect member savings. One of these measures includes BOSAS, which are not deposit-taking circles, maintaining a minimum core capital of about $5 million, and increasing SACOS capital base. This might have forced some SACOS to either retain part of the profits they would otherwise distribute to its members or raise the minimum required share capital, or both. But regardless of whether your SACO is trying to meet these new regulations, paying no dividends and rebates or late payments are probably signs of a failing organizations. It simply translates to cash flow problems, which is a huge red flag. If your SACO is trying to meet these regulations, there needs to be an explanation. And probably distribution of part of the profits, meaning lower dividends and rebate rates, while using the rest to meet the requirements. The fifth sign you need to look for is investment in dead, unexplained or unchecked projects. Sometimes, this little one can do as a mere member. For example, when the management of the circle undertakes certain projects, perhaps even approved by a group of members, it might be hard for your opposite opinion to sway their resolve. It doesn't mean you must stick around and sink together with the ship. Some of the collapsed circles had their management invest in unexplained or unchecked projects. Sooner or later, members would discover it was either a dead project or some fraudulent scheme that saw their money go into the pockets of high-ranking members in the circle. The last sign you need to look out for is mismanagement and political wrangles within the circle. Unfortunately, many circles are prone to mismanagement and lots of politics. This, of course, leads to all the above points, with many of the higher-ranking members making a killing at the expense of other members. Check whether your circle has a checking system that holds management to account. For example, are members of the board and higher management positions vetted before the appointment? Or has appointing officers in important positions within the circle become a highly political affair? How long do these people stay in the office? Who makes up the board and what is their track record? Most importantly, are the financials audited and signed off by a reputable firm? Now let's go back to my friend. By the end of our conversation, all I could say was to run. Close your accounts, get your money, and get another circle to save in. For starters, they cannot access loans in time because there is insufficient money. Whatever is there cannot meet the needs and demands of the organizations. That means applying for loans and probably waiting for weeks before they can get the money. I was curious about this and whether the management had provided any information. 
Some reasons provided during the AGM included unmet circle expenses, low rates of contributions, many dormant members, and defaulted loans. Was still, they had not received their dividends for the previous year, that is 2021. This is way past mid-year 2022. Some of us received our dividends and we used the money and forgot about it. So my friend and other members of the circle, they had to wait an extra few weeks for financials to be approved, dividends and rebates distributed, and whatever was remaining would be available for loans. If you are in a circle experiencing some of these issues, it's probably high time you jumped ship. It could survive the implementation of some checks and balances and controls. I'm not arguing with that. But I do not believe in tempting fate when it comes to my money. These controls could take long to be effective and even yield any results. By then, nothing might be left to salvage. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode as we work towards financial independence. I hope you found it useful and you will join me for the next one. Until then, stay proactive with your finances.